Hi and welcome to this week's Business Finance Bulletin, episode 95. Welcome again to this week's Business Finance Bulletin with me, Rob Warlow, from Business Loan Services. So what's in this week's episode? Well, I've got news from Market Invoice on a new product that they're launching. Also got news on surveys from Santander and Bibby's. And also look at the crowdfunding world, what's going on there. And in my Business Finance Tip of the Week, um, another tool that you can use when analysing your balance sheet to help plan for growth. Let's start this week's bulletin by looking at a new service launched by Market Invoice, the online invoice discounter. Now, many businesses are in the lucky position of having a regular flow of money coming in via retainers or fixed-term contracts. But the irritating thing is, of course, you can't access that cash immediately. You have to wait month on month. And that's a problem when you've got a growing business. Well, Market Invoice have realised this is a problem and they've just launched a new product called Contract Finance. So how does it work? Well, you've got a contract and you take that along to Market Invoice and if you fit their terms and conditions, they will be able to advance up to 80% of the value of that contract upfront. Yeah, 80% today instead of having to wait month by month. So that's a great service for those businesses wanting to unlock cash tied up in these contracts. So, how does it work from a cost point of view? Well, obviously, the risk cost is just depending on the size of your business, how profitable you are, but they estimate that the cost will be anywhere between 8 to 15 percent as an APR, which is not bad considering the type of finance that is being arranged here. So, that's a great service. So, if you've got these contracts and you want to know more, just pop along to the Market Invoice website, which is marketinvoice.com, search for contract finance, and you find out more about how that could work work for you. Let's turn now to business confidence. Um, if I go back over the last 12 months of business bulletins, um, one theme that has been fairly constant is about rising confidence amongst business owners. But the survey caught my eye this week carried out by Bibby's Financial Services and um, they found that confidence levels may be not as high as they previously were. Now this is part of their quarterly SME confidence index tracker. And the latest survey just out showed that 46% of businesses say that they are looking to plan to grow over the next year. Now you may think, well 46%, that's not bad is it? The thing is, the previous quarter, it was 64% of businesses were planning to grow. So a fall from 64% confidence down to 46. Also, only 46% of businesses are looking to invest in plants and equipment and capital expenditure. Again, compared to 60% in the same period last year. So confidence levels are falling. Also, 57% of businesses say they are not planning to hire people. So the edge is starting to take off you know, the economic growth generally. And this is the main reason why people say they're feeling less confident. 21% of them said the main reason they're planning not to grow is because they are uncertain about the economy generally. So you know, my message here is, well, you know, if your confidence levels are being chipped away a bit, if you're watching this video, you know, the opportunities are still out there. There's plenty of opportunity for growth, so make sure that you mix with the right-minded people who will help build your business up and keep your eyes and ears open for those opportunities. And if you do see confidence levels dipping away, just make sure you actually get out there and positively grow your business, because I can tell you the opportunities are there. 
Let's look now at different sources of finance that business owners are using. Now, obviously, at Business Loan Services, this is what we're doing every day, raising money for businesses. Um, but it's interesting always to find out what sources of finance business owners are tapping into. Um, a survey uh, that came out this week from Santander Corporate and Commercial Banking, where they went out and asked 683 businesses, hey, guys, where are you getting your money from? And some interesting findings. Uh, the first one was that 13% of those surveys said that they are now using using personal credit cards and personal loans to fund growth. Now, I've often covered in this bulletin that business owners, like you, do use personal sources of finance. And um, the main reason being, it's quick and it's easy, particularly if you've got access to credit card limits. So, whilst it is quick and easy, you've got to bear in mind, it does come with its problems. You've got to make sure that you're paying that money back in a timely fashion, so it doesn't get locked up and you end up locked into high interest rates. Um, overdraft facilities, well, of those surveyed said, 25% of them are using overdraft facilities facilities in order to finance growth. Now, as we know, overdraft facilities, they do take a little bit of time to organize. And in fact, banks are being less free in giving out overdrafts. They just don't like them anymore. They'll push you down the loan route or invoice discounting. Another thing that came out, of course, is our old friend late payment, that many of them are still struggling with late payment. And this links in with news that came out this week from the government that they're now launching a consultation paper about how to bring together now legislation around late payment, particularly around being able to use industry representative bodies to tackle and support small businesses who feel that they are being disadvantaged when dealing with big businesses. So when that legislation finally comes out in 2016, that will help a lot of small businesses um, tackle this problem of late payment. So with that Santander survey, you know, don't uh, dismiss using your personal finances as a source, like 13% of your fellow colleagues are. But as I said, just be careful. Don't get caught into the trap because it can be quite an expensive problem if you can't dig yourself out of it. Let's move on now to crowdfunding and some news from the Peer-to-Peer -peer Finance Association about the growth in volumes of business being done by crowdfunding platforms. Now, the P2P Finance Association, well, that's an umbrella organization where many of the crowdfunding platforms um, gather and are members of. And every quarter, they produce some statistics on the volumes of business that their members are doing. Well, the statistics have come out for quarter three, and they make, as ever, interesting reading. Now, the figures that I'm about to give you are for crowdfunding sites and volumes of business done for loans both to individuals and consumers generally and to businesses. So, in the third quarter, a total of £607 million was matched um, by the crowdfunding sites. And that compared to £507 million in quarter two. So, there's an increase of an additional £100 million lent in quarter three. And that's great progress. Now, what about small businesses? Because say that includes everything. Well, there, the growth rate being quite phenomenal. Um, on a net basis, now what I mean by net basis, that's new money out, less repayments made during that quarter, um, £90 million was matched by the crowdfunding platform to small businesses in quarter three. In quarter two, it was just over £67 million. So you can see there's been a 35% growth in the amount of net lending to businesses out there. And that's a staggering increase. And it really does show um, how crowdfunding is really now beginning to become accepted and recognized as a genuine alternative to bank finance. So if you want to know more about whether you'll be eligible for crowdfunding and how it can work, just drop us an email, info at businessloanservices.co.uk, 
and are happy to have a chat. And so now on to my business finance tip of the week. Um, in the business finance bulletin episode 93, um, I shared um, a useful ratio that you can calculate from your balance sheet that will help you manage some of the growth problems that may come within your business. And I've got another ratio to share with you this week. Now this ratio is called the stock turnover ratio. And what it does, it calculates on average the number of days that it takes to get rid and sell your stock. Now why is this ratio important? Well, obviously, it just gives you an indication, say, the number of days that money is tied up in stock on your shelves. And sometimes it can be a bit of an eye-opener as to how much stock you're carrying. So let's give an example as to how we calculate this ratio. So all you have to do, take your balance sheet, and your P&L as well, and the figures you're looking for, and then your calculation is, you take your closing stock figure, which you'll find on your balance sheet under your current assets figure, divided by your stock purchases, and the purchases figure you'll find in your profit and loss account. So you take your closing stock, divided by purchases for the year, times 365. Now in this case, that comes out to 73. And that's 73 days it takes in order to shift your stock. So that's 73 days that your stock is sitting there on your shelf tying up cash. Now, as I said in the previous uh, uh, explanation, one of the other ratios that you can use, the thing is, a figure standing on its own doesn't mean an awful lot. What does 73 days mean? What you really need to do in order to bring this alive is to go back a couple of years and trend it out. So do exactly the same calculation with your previous year's account and the ones to that just to see where this is going. So let's have a look. Let's assume that your, your year one calculation is 73 days. Then the year two calculation is 83 days. Then last year's accounts, the recent ones, say it goes to 93 days. What's this mean? Well, it means that you're holding on to your stock longer. It took you 73 days in year one to get rid of your stock. Now it's taken 93 days. And all of that has an implication on cash. So that's a little red flag. So what could it mean? Well, it could mean that you've got dead stock sitting on the shelves. And if that is the case, have a fireside sale. Get rid of it, release the cash. Because at this stage, cash is more important to you than having it sitting on the shelf. It could also mean, though, that over this period you've been stockpiling because you just want to be ready for when a big order comes. But I'm sure you'll agree, many times it just doesn't work out that way. You have to be a bit more careful then as to how much money you're keeping tied in stock on the shelves. So, dust off your balance sheet, get up the last three years and do that calculation. Closing stock divided by purchases times 365. And let's see what those figures show you. So here we are at the end of this week's bulletin. Um, as ever, I hope you did enjoy it, and don't forget, please feel free to share it amongst your friends and colleagues. So that's it for this week, and also don't forget, you can get the podcast version um, available on our SoundCloud and iTunes page. All you have to do is search for Business Finance Bulletin. So thanks very much for being with me. I look forward to being with you again next Friday. Have a great, successful, and profitable week. Bye-bye now.